Welcome back. Episode 24 of the We Are Everywhere podcast. Real quick, um, I've never done this at the beginning before, but like, subscribe, and if you're so inclined, share this. It takes a second. It means nothing to you. It means the world to me. Um, also, if you want to be on a future episode, shoot me an email or a DM on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, wherever you find me. Um, this week's guest is, I found her page on um, Instagram, and she does skits, and they're all based around fish and the jam band scene, and if you can make fun of yourself, then you're going to have a better time in life than if you can't, and that's what she does. She makes fun of all of us, all of our fish fans and all of our interactions. So without further ado, Allison Black, what's going on? Hi. Sneak yeah. and Allie on Sneak Instagram. Sneak and Allie on Instagram. So real quick, before we get into the fish stuff, I just mentioned your your skits and stuff that you do. Um, how did you how did you start doing those? Because they're not just like you like doing them like a like a TikTok thing. Like you're dressing up, like you're going like full you're doing it extensively. So like, how did you get into this? Like what sparked it? And tell us about so, that. So when I lived in New York, I took a sketch writing class at UCB, Upright Citizens Brigade. And I immediately was just like, this is my thing. This is how I want to express my comedy. You're good so, at it. <laughs> the first few things I did, um, I would make, sketches for friends birthdays um and then i made a sketch a fish sketch and i think it had something to do with mexico ticket sales but it was one of those instances where um their site crashed and they were like come back at six o'clock and I just thought it was such a funny situation that we can all relate to. And so I made a video. I posted it on my personal Instagram account. And then a good friend of mine who actually runs the account New Springfield Boogie, he's my old roommate, he called me and he said, I think you need to make a separate account and just make fish videos. <laughs> and I was like, mm, no, I'm going to get trolled. And he was like, you might, but... I think you should do it. So um, that's how it started. Um, and it's rippled from there. Yeah, it was, um, I think, May 2021. Oh, okay. So this is fairly new. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And they're so, like, the the context of each sketch is, so, they're, they're all so, like, on point. Like, you did the one... <laughs> Of like, uh, I guess this one isn't so much of a sketch other than just like a piece of content, but like the different type of like people that dance. Oh, fish. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that one, I, I like that to joke like, that one put me on the map. That's what my mom says. Um, and actually, in the beginning, when I started making these videos, my mom texted me and said, who's the boy in the flannel? That's me, mom. Um, but yeah, so I... I write them, I pick out the costumes, and most of the clothes 
I had um, because I've lived in so many different places. So like I had the flannels. I obviously have a ton of fish shirts. Right. Um, it was at that point, it was all about ordering wigs, which I think I now have 32 wigs. <laughs> I don't know if that's something I should be proud of or like not tell anybody. Yeah, no, it's um, good. I have, I don't even know how many mustaches and beards. Um, and I've, I've just grown this whole accessory collection, which it's like when you're little and you play dress up, which was my favorite thing to do when I was little. So I have fake tattoo sleeves. I have bow ties for if I need to play like a chomper or a chad, um, all kind of hats. I have fake cigarettes because I'm a former smoker. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other funny things, just funny jewelry. Um, yeah, no, you go, you go in and that's what like drew me to it is like, you're actually dressing up for each different character, you know, changing the voices and it's, it's uh pretty good. So if you don't know, <laughs> follow her, her handles right, right over there. Um, and if you like to make fun of fish fans, it's, it's worth a, it's worth checking out and it's worth a follow. Yeah. Um, I think what makes it fun for fish fans and which I slowly had to kind of figure this out. The key is finding situations that are relatable to fish fans. Right. That's what I think really brought in people to be like, oh my God, that happened to me too. That happened to me too. I know that guy, like the jaded vet, the noob, um, yeah. like the just totally spun kid. Um, Having to explain to your family why you're going to see the same <laughs> band for the 50th time. <laughs> yeah, that was, I filmed that one the other night. Um, yeah. Yeah, so we all share this, um, these weird experiences, and I, I just saw that nobody was doing it, and so I took a risk, and I'm really glad I did, because I, um, I have a lot of fun doing it. I do take it very seriously, sometimes to the point where I drive myself crazy, but um, yeah. It's good. It's good. So bravo. Give her a follow. Check out her content. Um, Allison. Okay, yes. so now that we've got your sketch stuff uh, out of the way. Tell us about you. Where are you where are you from? What do you do? What are you? Who is Allison? Who is Allison? Um, I'm Allison. I'm 38 years old, and I'm a cancer. Um, I was raised in Rome, Georgia, which is um, northeast Georgia. Okay. And, and you're still in Georgia right now. I'm in Georgia right now, but gotcha. I have I, there's some gypsy time in between. Um, <laughs> sure. So I went to school in DC. I went to American, which sounds like a fake college, but it's not. It's real, I swear. <laughs> um, and when I was there, I worked for um, the national headquarters of Greenpeace part-time cool. um i was on their actions team so i was one of the people that um get to the top of a building not gonna tell you how and then rappel down hang a banner run from the police so i did that wow. all through school um was that scary at all 
Yeah, I mean, when you are about to go over the edge, that's the scariest part. And you just have to trust your equipment. The scariest, I um, I um, climbed just for a training in the Belgium Ardennes and just like in an old rock quarry. And that was terrifying. That was I'm sure. Scary. But after I was done, I was like, yeah, it was no big deal. Adrenaline rush. Yeah. Um, but I painted, um, I climbed, um, and then I would say most of the banners that Greenpeace dropped in the United States in like 2006, I probably painted it. Um, cool. yeah. Love DC. So after DC, I think I went, I went back to Georgia. Um, no, I went to Boulder. Colorado. I lived there for four years. Um, and then I moved to New York City, lived there for five years. And then the world started to melt. Sure. COVID. I moved to Folly Beach, South Carolina, and uh, moved to Georgia back to the farm um, about a month ago. So, nice. yeah. Yeah. Kind of been all over. I like that. Yeah. I'm gotta, a gypsy. I'm a gypsy. Got to see what's out there. Yeah. A gypsy um, with my wigs. <laughs> Um, so after all of your moving and everything, at what point, or was it even before all of this, at what point did you discover fish? Was uh, this a high school thing, a college thing? Like, what uh, does it look like whenever you finally discover fish? This was a sacred day. So it was 1995. I was 10 years old and I was in the way, way back of a green Chevy Suburban. Okay. I like you're setting the scene here. Set in the scene, you know, everybody knows the way, way back. Because that's where you go <laughs> when you're the littlest kid. Yeah. So I was with my best friend, Susan, who is still my best friend. And she handed me a Walkman. And she said, you have to listen to this song. Put the headphones on. It was Fee. At 10 years old? At 10 years old. So, wow. so... She had an older sister, and I feel like that's gotcha. how a lot of us discover fish sure. either from older siblings, somebody else's older siblings. You know, that's how we pass it down, right? So, um, it was Sarah's tape, and after Fee finished, she was like, Wait to hear this next one, and it was Esther, and I was like, What? And so, we just wore that tape out, and it's not like I immediately went out and bought patchwork pants and some yeah, nog chomping. Ten years old. <laughs> but I do remember kind of hearing it and thinking, this isn't like anything I've I've heard before. Right. Um, and so then I was able to go to my first fish show when I was 15, um, June 23rd, Lakewood Amphitheater, Atlanta, Georgia, 2000, barely made 1.0. Wow. You did. And, um, so I went with Susan and her sister, Sarah, and my stepdad had bought the tickets for my birthday, which was the next day. And he said, are these people why were these so expensive because i'm sure he bought them from a scalper um <laughs> still the best birthday present i ever got it was wonderful they played a really good bathtub gin that is on live bait um eight i think so give that a okay. listen all right um 
But yeah, and then after that, it was just, uh, I was like, this is my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got it. that. That's cool that you really did like squeak in like at the very end, like of an iconic era. So what does that look like? So you hit your first show at the very end of 1.0, like when the first breakup happens, are you just like devastated? Like what's your train of thought there? Wait, was that the hiatus or the breakup? Hiatus, but I call them all breakups. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to get flamed for calling it the wrong thing, but you, you know, the um, first time that they stopped playing music. It's straight. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. I don't remember where I was when they announced the hiatus, but I do remember where I was when they announced that they were breaking up. Um, wait, what is, is that the question? I don't like, what did yeah, I do? Yeah, so I definitely went to shows during all like 1.02.03. You know, which... right, right, right. Yeah, no. So I guess what I was trying to say is like, you know, you you squeak in and you like you get to see fish for a couple of years. And then like, you know, you're into this thing, you found this new band, it's your favorite band. And then they stop playing music. Yeah, no, it was just one show. And then my first show back was um, Greensboro 2003. Okay. Uh, they played a sick 2001. And I remember a narc was behind me the whole time. It was like classic narc with like iron jeans, tie-dye shirt. You guys got any jacket. weed? <laughs> I'm just like, go. Just, I'm not doing anything wrong. Yeah. Um. Yeah, hit a bunch of shows then, uh, did a lot of stupid things. Um, I would sure. just, I would just fly places without tickets, without money, without a place to stay and just be like, eh, I'll figure it out. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't done that at least a couple of times and you've seen fish enough, like, what are you even doing? Sometimes you just got to take the risk. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you buy the ticket, if you buy the plane ticket, you know that you're going to go. And then yeah. you just figure it out from there. Yeah, I was just, I appreciate that I was kind of stupid about it at the time. I mean, I look stupid, but I'm not. But at <laughs> that time, like, that was probably, in retrospect, like, not the smartest thing to do. But I'm glad that I did it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So to, to this date, do you know how many shows you've seen? I think, I, I put them on the... um what is it? .net. They, that guy does the stats. And uh -huh. uh, I think I'm at like 118. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Something around there. Um, no, I'm not like in the 300 club or anything. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. It's hard to be in, in the 300 club, if, if you want to call it that, unless you've been seeing them like for a very, very long time or just have an exorbitant amount of money. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I always like to get like an idea of like the the show count for whatever that's worth. Um yeah. I'm at 51. So after the summer, I'll be at 55. It's always fun to like, okay, yeah. after all these, then I'm gonna be here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a star chart, you know, yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, and they have, do you have the helping friendly app? Cause it's kind of like dot net where you can go in and it like has all your stats and everything, but it's just in an app. It's kind of cool to keep track. Um, this. Yeah. Helping friendly app. Um, 
so we heard about how you got into fish. Uh, we heard about your first show. Actually, are there any like core memories that you have from your first show? Like, because what did you say? You were 15 at the time. Mm -hmm. Do you re do you remember being like, were you like blown away? Were you taken off guard by like seeing like the crowd? Or were you just like, oh, this is this is normal. This is what it's supposed to be like. I'm in like, what was that first experience like for you at such a young age? There's bits that I remember. I remember walking in feeling very intimidated. Um, you know, people like everyone with their Sammy stouts. Is that what those were called? Or like oatmeal stouts? You know? Sam like, Smith oatmeal stout. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like that. Yeah. You know? um, and just being like very quiet and reserved. And then I would have to look at the set list, but I think like the first song I didn't know and I was just like Ugh. and then I think Jen was the third song and I was like oh I know this one I know this one <laughs> and I just like got really into it and then I kind of realized like uh yeah like this is where I belong and it was um as we all know and I I think I mentioned this in my crowd control it doesn't matter if it's your first show or your 300th show when you go to a show, it's just this magical experience that the band creates for you and everybody's vibing off of each other. And like, I kind of uh, compare it to like hibachi, you know, like, <laughs> but like on after. Yeah. Um, and, but I also remember probably by set break feeling like I'm pretty cool. <laughs> I'm a yeah. pretty cool 15 year old. I'm hanging out with my best friend's 19 year old sister. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I definitely felt like I had some street cred. I, I'm yeah. It's one of those things to where in like, once you first, and it's always, I feel like once you first get into it, you feel like you've broken away or discovered something with this music and this scene that, that even though so many people know about it, it's still like your thing because typically unless you come like from a family or a group of friends that's into fish and like you like experience it that way, once you like kind of break away and you discover this thing and you have your like core little group of friends, you kind of feel like superior. You're like, okay, this is music. This is what's cool. No one knows about it. Like I'm the shit. I feel like everyone has a little bit of that whenever they first get into it and they're like, yeah, no, like, this is the cool thing. Like, I'm the cool kid. Like, this is the shit. No, I agree with you 100%. Fish fans, you know, I, I did that one sketch about the intervention of, like, fish is a cult. And, yeah. and it's like, I, I mean, yeah, fish fans, we are very dedicated. We are sure. very obsessed. Mm -hmm. um, most of us, I feel, are highly educated. And so, yeah, we, we, we do have the best taste in music and we're not going to apologize for it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's no, a, no, I get what feeling. you're saying. You're totally right. Yeah. You know? It's like, yeah. we got the secret, you know? Yeah. The secret. Um, so after, you know, 118, 119 shows after discovering fish and you're 15 years old to this day, from the time you discovered them after listening to 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, 4.0 do you have a favorite 
year of fish that you keep going back to like if you're just listening like in the car or around the house or you're like oh i'm always going to 94 or i'm always going to 98 or i'm always going to 13 do you have a favorite year that kind of sticks out that you find yourself returning to that i had like that i have been present at or no 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 that's listening oh, yeah 97 97 it's a i mean doesn't everybody say 97 uh a lot of people say um 95 97 95 yeah 95 is a big one 97 is also a big one um it just depends on your mood i guess like you get a lot of the cow funk in 97 wow. you know um and there's just so much that's the one year um whenever i first got into fish that's the one year that i spent the most time with and downloaded every show that i could in circulation and listen to every single show of that year. Do I remember all the stats and everything from all of that? No, but I can say that that's the year that I've listened to everything on. And I was like, wow, this is a lot. Because Wait, even though it's such it a- all off of like nugs.net? I ripped it off of, I don't even know where. I, I remember was, that's how I used to do yeah, it. Yeah. I was getting everything that I could, everything that was in circulation. I still have it on a uh, hard drive somewhere that doesn't work anymore, but. Did you used yeah. to have like a huge CD case? <laughs> Spindles. Oh my Spindles. God. I, I <laughs> had this, it was like a giant Bible. And finally I just had to abandon it. I abandoned it in Colorado. I wonder what happened to it, but I just got so tired of lugging it around. And like when fish, the band, when fish, the band, when they, <laughs> when they came out with, they first started doing live fish and they made the special case. Remember? Right lugging that around and then finally i was just like i've had enough yeah and by that time we had ipods so yeah and the live fish app which is killer it's um lovely. it's lovely yeah yeah and actually i was looking at that uh I, I have it pulled up right now because fish played a music concert last night um a music concert in mansfield and i didn't buy either one of the streams but i did check out the set list um from wait i have nights. to look at it too i have to be on the same is that rude of me to look at the no i'm looking at it too uh, net. yeah so um night one this would be two nights ago so thursday all right hold on let's be like kind of snobby about it be like hmm, mm, okay okay, okay. okay. Right. uh first look at this i'm thinking i'm seeing a fuck ton of songs and yeah, so set one, one, two. Not sorry yet. Eleven set one songs. Not hey. a lot of. Out of this night one, saw it again is like my favorite song, so I would check out saw it again, and then the chalk dust, as an opener, I would probably check that out. But everything else, I probably would not. Sand, I will listen to a sand. Okay. I love it. Love a good sand. Um. Yeah, yeah. yeah that would you be know, a good set closer. It's so weird. Like, I can look at, just like we're doing now, I can look at it and I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I wasn't there. <laughs> but, which is like such a dick thing to say. Right. And then I can go to a show and they'll play songs that aren't my favorite. And then I'll like be in the car on the way home. And I'm just like, yeah, it was, it was such a sick second set. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It, like the attendance bias. Yeah. Um, night two. Night two. Okay. 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 Mm. 
Mm, better, like better. Everything's right in the first set would probably be just off of, you know, the time alone. How to get the live, laugh, love in there, you know. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I would check out the Carini uh, Golden Age. I love a good rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, I bet that was a fun set closer. You know, I'm not a huge fan of Slave to the Traffic Light. Flav, Flav of Flav to the Traffic Light. Flav of the Traffic Light. I feel like there's this, uh, there's this one part that I feel like they could jam into more, and they just, they just keep moving. That's one of the songs that I'm okay with them not jamming because it feels like talking about like feeling in music, right? There's like, uh, I'm gonna get over my head here. I don't even know how to explain this, but I'm gonna try. Um, there's certain songs and certain feelings that you get from certain songs where they're like, I mean, you can break it down from like, oh, it's in a major key, so it's happy, or it's in a minor key, so it sounds sad. But Slave to the Traffic Light is one of those songs to where it gives you like a feeling of, or at least for me anyway, it's like a feeling of comfort. Like whenever they get out of like the 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 verses part and they go into where everything drops down and it mm -hmm, starts, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. to get not really type two, but they get into like the musical portion of it. Um, it just feels like a, like a blanket kind of like, like a hug, like comfort is what I feel. And it, cause it's so, it's not, you know, it's not going, it's going somewhere at the end, you know, it's going to kind of end with a mild peak, but just like that slow buildup, it feels so like comforting to me. And that's all I really want from that. I don't need it to be 20 minutes. I don't need it to be, you know, anything crazy. Just the fact that, you know, it's it's like, oh, it's a, and to end the set, it's like, oh, you're ending with a little warm hug and a cup of coffee and you go home. That would be a good question to ask people like, what song, you know, it's like you're blanky. What song gives you anxiety? <laughs> I'll tell you what song gives me anxiety. Piper. As far Why? as a blanket song, I can't even talk about it. Just go like the, put a pipe in it. So, yeah. yeah. I can see that. Uh, yeah, that's. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Um, yeah, no. What's your blankie song? What's my blankie song? Um, well, that kind of threw that one on me. <laughs> yeah. Never asked that question before. What's your blankie? What's your blankie song? song? Like my comfort song. Yeah, comfort song. We're adults here. But like, not a slow song. Yeah, no, it doesn't have to be. Just what song makes you feel comfort, I guess. Train song. Train song? Mm-hmm. I can see that. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Mm -hmm. And I love to listen to train song when I'm on a train. Yeah. Gives but you not a subway, a train train. A train. A train train. Mm -hmm. Gives mm -hmm. you one of those things where you're like, I'm the only person in the world doing this right now. <laughs> I'm on a train listening to a song about a train. Hey, does everybody want to listen? <laughs> Transitioning out of songs, do you have a favorite jam of all time? I do. Okay. I do. Usually I get pushback on this one because people are like, ah, I can't, it's too hard, it's impossible, but sounds like you've got one queued up. What is it? Give me tube and I will burn the place down. Okay. What tube uh, specifically? What tube specifically? Yeah. Come on, Dayton, Ohio. Um, <laughs> okay. But really any tube, and I have a great tube story. So I was dating a guy and I meant to look up 
the show. I was dating a guy. He was also a huge tube fan. And um, so we were going, let's just say we were going on the ninth. Well, they played it on the eighth, and he was like, uh. damn it. They're not, I'm, I'm, ugh, I can't believe I'm going to miss tube. But you know what? They played it again the next night, which back to back unprecedented. Like I had never seen. Yeah, I was, That's I was interesting. blown away. Um, I'll have to, I'm sure lying. that that has happened before, but I've never one. I've never really been looking at set lists for that and being like, Oh, they played this the night before. <laughs> It's just kind of one of those things to where I've never experienced that, but I'm sure that it has happened in the 30 plus years that they've been I'm playing. sure someone on PT will correct me. So, <laughs> you know what? I always, 24 episodes in, I've said so many things to where I've been like, oh, I'm going to get roasted for that. But I've never, no one's ever really like came at me with anything that I've said wrong other than pronouncing, um, uh, what is it? Wooster. Other than pronouncing Wooster wrong, I was always calling it Worcester. Uh, that's the only thing that I've been called out on. I've never been called out on stats or anything like that. So people are pretty, pretty gentle with us. So don't worry this, about getting roasted too much. <laughs> one time this guy made a post about how I wasn't funny. And I was like, whatever. Okay. Um, and then Pretty much 80% of the replies were like, I think she's fucking hilarious. And I was yeah, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. In creating content, I mean, and like you just said, like you get it too. It's there's always going to be like dorks out there or trolls that just want to like, you know, shit on whatever you're doing. It could be the mm -hmm. best piece of content ever or the best podcast ever. You're always going to have someone that's like nerd or like just something, you know? So you just have to, ignore it I was yeah i do and i feel like pg actually i don't want to talk about pt never mind okay <laughs> yeah no you just gotta ignore ignore the good and the bad so you don't get you know because if all you're reading is like good comments then you get like an inflated ego and yeah like, oh yeah i'm the shit <laughs> but if you read the negative ones and you're like oh my god i suck why am i even doing this so just don't read any of them yeah Mm -hmm. Okay, so favorite jam you said tube from Dayton, Ohio. I mean, any tube. Any tube. I I have a <laughs> I have a short clip um, that I did before I started my Sneakin' Alley account that I made in my apartment of um, a character that I named Trey. Um, it's like a thirty second clip, and <laughs> like it's when they end and then. Fishman and Trey were like, hey, should we go back into that jam? Um, yeah, I just, I love the energy of it. And I think, I think it was that tube that made me fall in love with tube. Cool. Yeah. Do you remember what year that was? 97. Dayton, Ohio. 97. Gotcha. Back to 97. Back to 97. It's a good year to go to. It's a good year. Good year. 97. I was, uh, so I was seven. So I was in whatever grade you're in when you're seven. Second? Maybe. <laughs> no idea. Um, okay, this is a fun one. And I'm sure you've had to do this. Um, let me get up on the mic here. Um, at some point in your life, because mm -hmm. we all have, you know, we, we're so passionate about this band and we want 
others to get it. We want to, if you get even an inch of someone showing interest of, hey, what is that? Or, oh, you're seeing them again? What are they about? Show me a song. You get that opening. You're like, holy shit, I'm about to change someone's life. So what song or show or jam would you play for someone that has never heard fish that you're trying to convert? Mm, um, I would play. Okay. So I've often said, um, if an alien landed on earth and was like, all right, I got 15 minutes. They told me to come see you to talk about fish. And then there's probably going to be some butt stuff, but like <laughs> fish at me. Um, I would play lizards. Oh, I cannot tell you which version of lizards because that would take, um, yeah, that would take a long time. Okay. But I like it because A, it's a game hinge song. I feel like there's a lot of range. Um, it's beautifully composed. It, it and that, oh God. That guitar solo that uh, it just makes me weep. It, it just that's that's what I, that's the part that I'm talking about. Like the uh, comfort, right? It's it just, gives you like a feeling of it's so beautiful. It yeah. gives me feels every time I hear it. Um, that's what I would play. Um, and then if it was like a specific song, I would say go listen to the Mike song from Baker's Dozen. Okay. So you're just if throwing them in. Wanted more, yeah. If he was like, "Oh, okay, yeah." What else you got? And it's fu it's funny because some people are like, you know, they dissect that question and they're like, "Okay, well, you know, if someone's brand new to fish, like I, I don't want to scare them off. You know, I want to play like maybe like a studio version. But I like that you're just like throwing them in the deep end. You're like, "Hey, here's a song from a thesis that the main guitar player <laughs> wrote whenever he was in college, and it's about this mythical land with these mythical creatures." <laughs> Listen to this, and then when you're done with that, listen to this iconic jam from another song. And if you we don't like that, this 20 minute mic song yeah. that goes like two, you know, like total type two. Um, and really, I would play it for that guitar solo because for me, yeah. for some reason, gosh, I, I feel like this is going to come out so cheesy. It's just like it it does something to my heart, which is into my head, it just, it, it draws real emotion from me. Yes. Um, that's, that's what I was talking about with that going into slave, like mm -hmm. when it, okay. and it's just Mike, that same exact feeling that you're talking about when the lizards solo starts mm -hmm. that same feeling, like, cause I know exactly what you're talking about. And I feel yeah. like I have the same feeling, like whenever both of those in both of those songs. So like, that's what I was talking about. Like, in my infinite wisdom, calling it a blankie song. Like it just feels like you said, it does something to your heart. You feel emotion and it's not happy. It's not sad. It's just like. It's gratefulness for me. I'm just yeah. like, I, I like, thank you. I can't believe this. Like, I can't believe I it got involved with the, with this amazing cult. I'm happy to be here. You know, I mean, but all joking aside, yeah, no, it is. Um, it's so beautiful and yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Lizard. I like it. Mm -hmm. um, on the flip side, what is one fish song that you would be okay with never hearing again? 
Okay, I'm not even gonna like entertain newer stuff. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Trey. We love yeah. you. Um, yeah. Okay, I would say Gaiuti. I said it. I said it. Okay. And this is why it's hard to dance to. Like, this is dancing. Yes. It's like, okay, it's like I'm an unhip mom. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, there's no real, it's just like, what are we doing here? I, it's just awkward for me. Yeah. It's, it's not a very danceable song. I will yeah, do so that. people just like sway and now they like look at their phones. But yeah, it's um yeah, I usually go to the ladies' room. Oh wow, during Gaiuti. Okay, I take back what I said about yours. people about people not coming for you because they might come. <laughs> I fucking bring it. I don't care. <laughs> I just, no, I I'll start I will, the thread myself. I will say this. I will say this. Um it took me a minute to get on board with Gaiuti. But one of my buddies, um, he was on a previous episode, I can't remember which one exactly, but Gunner, um, he was like super into Gaiuti. And it was one of those to where like, I would kind of do like what we did to the set list earlier. Like if there was like something that looked notable about it, I would check it out and kind of like get like fast forward and stuff. But then like he was telling me, he was like, you like the dark stuff, right? Cause I like these like evil, jams you know all the karinis and stuff like that and i was oh, like yeah, yeah. and he was like he was like dude listen to this he was like this gets like dark and i was like giving it a chance and i was like you sold me like i get it and so gaiuti's not my favorite song by any means um but if it came on or if they started playing it i would be like oh yeah let's let's see what this little fat pig has to offer pee. you would hold that p yeah. yeah yeah i would hold the p for gaiuti I'm trying to think of another song. Well, no, no I'm probably should go down that route. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's fine because I've heard some um, uh, that have shocked me, and I've heard some that. And here, I'll say this: kudos to you for not taking the low hanging fruit, right? Like the well, live, laugh, love stuff that we were talking about earlier. Well, because... For that, you know, Trey. I'm so proud of Trey for yes. you know getting his life together, and I really don't like when people are like honest like drooling trey like make trey drool again you know no. what let the man be happy and glorious and sing to us about live laugh love all he wants as long as he stays sober and yes. keeps treading on that guitar yes and how lucky are we like that's i i always every time this gets brought up i love to double down on this because as all fans you know we we love the band. We shit on the band. We do. We, it's it's all everything. Like, we love it. We're all so passionate about it. But I do. I'm with you. I hate whenever people are like, someone needs to, like, spike Trey or, like, dose Trey. It's like, dude, uh -uh. You, you're missing, like, the big point. If he would have never, like, if he wouldn't have been pulled over that night, he there's a know. good chance he, he, he wouldn't be with us right now. And we wouldn't be, we, we wouldn't have our favorite band. Like, I'm glad that he's sober i'm so happy mm -hmm. i mean write songs about puppy dogs and love and light and soul planets all you want as long as you, as long as you jam that like i'm i'm not really gonna connect with you like on the lyrics and stuff which i never have i mean i mean look at fish lyrics they're 
what? I'm not listening for the lyrics. So yeah, write about whatever you want. Just jam that shit, get a little dark sometimes, and I'm here. I'm glad he's sober. So yeah, yeah anybody I, that wants him to be fucked up again is toxic. They're yeah. garbage. I think it took, when they came back, I've definitely heard people say like, I forgot what year people say they came back in 09. I feel like some people say Trey really wasn't hitting it till like 2013. Yeah. Um, and I, I was going to take that point to another point and it just drifted away. But um, okay. yeah, it happens. It happens to me every day. <laughs> yeah. I am. Um, I'm fine with some live, laugh, love and, and um, I'm, Glad he has that outlet, but, uh, you know. Yeah. And then he throws out a Karini, and it's all good, you know? So yeah. And, nice yes. And, like, the past – yeah, because we're in 2022. The past tour last year, 2021, was some of the best – and I would put last year up against any year. They were firing on all cylinders, so they're sh as strong a band as ever. Did you go to Arkansas? Did you go to the show back? I did not go to Arkansas. Um, last year, all I hit was... Wait, that was last year, right? Arkansas was this year. No, no, no. No, when they came back after COVID. Uh, I don't know where they opened up with after COVID, honestly. It was Arkansas. Was it? Yeah. And then they opened with Arkansas again this year. In our... Okay. I think that I first show back, you can tell they were kind of nervous, and it but yeah. it was kind of cute. It was kind of cute. Yeah, they were like, you know. Um, yeah, and like the fans were nervous. We're all like, eh, "What are they gonna play?" Yeah, what's what's happening? Yeah, it was cute. No, yeah. Um, okay. What? Well, first off, what are you hitting any any shows this summer? So, um, I was telling you earlier, uh, I uh, run. I work in tech, mm -hmm. um, in engineering, and I run a very large hackathon. And sometimes, uh, let's see, it's a week long, and then, well, actually, it's it's more like nine days long. Um, and occasionally, it hits right in the middle of Fish Summer Tour. Yeah. So. I saw, um, I was in Charleston. I might go to Jones Beach on the 26th and 27th. because I'm supposed to fly back on the 26th to Georgia because I'm going to be mm -hmm. in New York. But I might just be like, oh, I'm just going to go there. Detour, yeah. Definitely going to go to Dick's. Um, I was thinking about going to Canada. Oh. Um. But I haven't really been able to think about tour this summer, unfortunately, because of my job. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> thanks a lot. Yeah. Um, but everything will be over on the 26th, and then I'll be able to kind of figure out and do the thing that I did when I was 19, 20, and just be like, hey, I'm going to fly there, and I don't have a ticket. I'll figure it out. Yeah. I always get in somehow. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it all seems to work itself out. Yeah, so I'm um, going to wing it, but I definitely will be at Dick's. Cool. Um, what are I was you, asking, what are you doing? I'm doing Pine Knob because uh, I'm in Michigan. So that's that coming up. Dirty. Pine Knob. 
<laughs> so it went it i had to figure this out it it started out being called pine knob then got changed to dte and then everyone here locally i don't know why it got changed back but now it got changed back to pine knob so i don't know what's dte um actually we don't want dte don't even humor me let's just move on uh it's an electric services company so I'm oh, sure that they, okay, okay, okay. they bought the rights to it or whatever so i don't know i hate just, that like changing the venues like it's yeah. not deer creek anymore it's like yeah you know. yeah like like deer creek being like the ruoff music center yeah nobody yeah. calls it that yeah so this this would be like this would be like deer creek getting its name changed back to deer creek this is what happened with pine knob and dte so it's called pine knob again um so i'm hitting that um my girlfriend and i are hitting that one because it's like an hour away not even an hour away and then uh i'm hitting dicks as well i lucked out on the lottery um and got all four nights so i have a great dick story it's very short can i tell it absolutely that's what this podcast is for <laughs> okay so i was living in colorado and my roommate at the time who is one of the funniest people i know she's funnier than me i'll say that okay that takes well, a lot I'm to admit sometimes she's hilarious so we were just sitting there, I think it was like a Sunday or Saturday afternoon, and she's like, oh my gosh, I have to get Dick's tickets. And so she opened her computer, and she started typing, and then she went, oh, and she closed her computer, and she looked at me, she was like, yeah, I just Googled Dick's. <laughs> Not like fish Dick's tickets. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be a little Maybe bit more. to be there, but it was hilarious. <laughs> That's such like a... And I'm not calling your friend old by any means, but that's like such like an old person thing to like have happen. It's like Google. No, we love we live laugh and love about the dicks all the time. So yeah, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, get dicks tickets. Dicks tickets. Yeah. Um, yeah, you said that to anyone that doesn't know what you're talking about. They're like, you gotta get what now? <laughs> so out of all the shows that you've seen, do you have a song that you're chasing? that you haven't seen? I mean, it's a good question. I would have, I feel like I would have to look at my stats and then look at every single fish song, but <laughs> which would take a while. Um, but nothing I'm, off the top of your head. Like, I feel like I've seen, I at one point was chasing spots and I saw it. Okay. Um, I, it was, where did they play the Walfredo? I think I saw it. Again, I I should have my stats all printed out, but I right. am not prepared. Uh, so no, not really. I mean, okay. I'm always wanting to hear a 2001 because that just makes me happy, but I'm not chasing it. Gotcha. And I'm sure yeah. you've, seen, you've seen it, yeah. But, yep. you know, I'll think about it and then I'll email you and you'll be like, well, the episode's over, so... <laughs> you're a day late and a dollar shortly you know and that happens that happens um sometimes with these is you know because i have these like setup questions you know that and i send them out before so you can kind of have time to think about them and things like that and then um the episode will end and like you know i'll be in the editing process or whatever i'm doing and i'll get like either dms or emails and they're like oh i totally forgot to mention this and you know i'm like okay well I have to get you on <laughs> I have to get you on another episode. Right. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, there's some things that I wish they would cover that they never have covered, but I wouldn't consider that like chasing a song, you know? I, right. It would have to be a pre-established song. So what song, perfect segue, what song would you love to see Fish cover? <laughs> I would shit twice and die if Fish covered Elton John's Take Me to the Pilot. Okay. I feel like we should like cue it up. Like, I don't know if we can do that. It would get flagged. <laughs> oh, you just say I have permission and then move on. Okay. <laughs> so for the listeners out there, go find your Elton John CD. Um, oh, and you can just, you will be able to hear like page starting in on the keys and then like crescendo and then Fishman comes in and Bah, 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 bah. and it just go listen to it after this and you'll be like yeah oh my god she's totally right okay and i don't and think off the top of my head fish has never covered an elton john song mm. not that i'm aware of have they mm. i don't think they have you know you think they maybe Paige like is an elton fan or maybe they've done a tease or something here and there, but even without no, wait, did they play Rocket Man? They may have. If they did, I'm not aware of it. We look like total noobs right now, so let's just like cut this out, okay? Funny enough, whenever I first got into fish, like I wanted to be the stats guy. Like I know everything, like I'm superior. Oh, you don't know this version of tube, you don't know this, this is the best, this and that. And I did that for a couple of years and knew everything there was to know. I prided myself on it, but it just yeah. got so exhausting. And now <laughs> I get made fun of like in my friends because I don't remember even shows that I was at. Like I've just let go of all stats, all everything. I mean, there's a few like core like jams that I like keep going back to that I have that memorized. But for the most part, I've just purged everything and... I'll just ask my friends or Google, you know, be like, Hey, what was that one jam that we really liked? <laughs> Dude, you've asked me this a million times. So I've kind of yeah. purged myself. So let them, let them roast me. Yeah. I, the Mike song that I mentioned earlier. So I was there for that show physically, but like spiritually, mentally, I was in a different place. Sure. Um, and it came on shuffle. Uh, and I was just like, <sighs> Yeah, but I would have never known. But no, I do understand. Like when you're young, you're like trying to prove yourself to the right. old timers. You know? Yeah. Being like a 3.0 kid. Yeah. Being the being a noob, trying to prove yourself. You know, it's like, no, yeah, no, I know that. I know that. Oh, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> it's exhausting. It is. Uh, exa it, it, it is. Exhausting. Yeah yeah. 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 I'm to the point to where I just I'm not really trying to prove anything anymore. I just want to go see my favorite band while they still exist. I used to ride the rail and it was oh my god exhausting and you know what happened and this is so weird and I'm not telling the story just to tell the story but like it's a good story okay so I was obsessed with riding the rail and then one day um I was in San Francisco for the um Greek shows in Berkeley and I met Trey on the street Ooh. we chit-chatted and then it was like it was like a snake shedding skin. All of a sudden, I was like, I don't have the urge to go to the front anymore. I don't know what it was. I don't know if like I felt like 
okay, I got my validation. I can move on now. Right. It yeah. So strange, but I'm glad it happened because being a rail rider is exhausting. And I've, aggressive. I've never understood that. It's like you have to get, you have to wait in line, like to make sure you're the first one there, the first one in, and then you're just sitting in the venue for like two hours. I've before. done it a few times since but like i'm too old now like i have to pee at least three times during a show like ugh. yeah no I, and that's another thing like i have the bladder of like a seven-year-old like i'm <laughs> holding my pee right now like <laughs> just an hour and so like i'm constantly going to the bathroom at shows like i like to be able to move around and dance and like the front just looks so like yeah it would be cool to see the band like a couple feet away from me and like oh yeah they, he made eye contact with he looked at me but it's I'm, I've never had the urge to, to go up front. Well, you miss a lot too. Like you miss. Yeah. Rhoda, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Hey, hats off to the people that love to ride the rail, but it ain't for me, man. It we'll ain't for me. in the bathroom. <laughs> I'm hanging out next to the poster. Um, any other, before we wrap up, any other like favorite memories from tour that you have, whether it's on the way to a show, something crazy that happened during a show, something that happened on the lot, anything that sticks out that you're comfortable with sharing? Um, <laughs> well, um, when they came back Hampton 2009, I accidentally infiltrated the Philly nitrous mafia and, uh, followed them around for two months and wrote a short story about it. So I can't tell if you're being serious or I'm, I'm 100% serious. The story is called six unit rodeo. Where do we find this? In a, so most of the stuff that I write, I write it and then I print it out and I bind it up and I put it, I collect vintage luggage and I put it in a suitcase and, uh, it's never to be seen again. I'll send you the first oh. two pages. Um, Okay, yeah. So give us for for everyone listening, give us just a little a recap of this. So you infiltrated the Nitrous Mafia. Mm -hmm. Okay. I Walk us through it. this. Okay. So um I I couldn't get in the first night. There's so much more backstory, but I'm gonna make this brief. I couldn't get in the first night. And where is this I, again? I'm sorry. Hampton 09 when they okay. had to come back. Gotcha. So it was like, this is huge. Right. Um, and, um, had a room at the days Inn, AKA the drugs Inn, <laughs> and, um, the show was about to let out and it was one of those hotels that like the, it's, it's like the, you get to the rooms from the outside, you know, it's like three stories and you climb the stairs and it's concrete. Right, yeah. And so I was sitting on the bottom step and I started watching this operation, these guys. And I was like, what's. What's going on here? And so just side note, I'm a writer. Um, well, like I like to write stories and stuff like that. Um, sure. So I was observing. I was like, what, what's going on? Oh, okay. Okay. So, oh, okay. And like, I, I saw like metal coming out and then I started identifying who's who. So I was like, all right, that guy's going to be like, you know, pulling that guy's going to be taking the money. And, and then show lets out sure enough you know you have like the people on the tank the people yelling the people doing the money the lookouts the muscle and then there was this guy very 
near me, um, who was kind of handsome, and he was just standing there looking. And I was like, all right, well, he's the boss. And all of a sudden, like eight cop cars just boom, just came in. Ooh. And I looked at the guy, he looked at me, and I said, I have a room on the third floor. Do you need a place to hide? And he said, yes. So we hooked it up the stairs and um, got up there, closed the door. And right at that moment, I was like, okay, well, you might get murdered right now. So I opened a beer and watched as this guy just emptied pockets full of money on to the bed. Oh, my God. And I sat back and I was like, all right, you need to do something with this. So I said, could I follow you and your gang around just this weekend? And I, I think he thought it was cool. And he was like, yeah, you know, like, just like, don't write anything down around me. And like, don't tell my boys what you're up to. And I was like, so did you tell him that you were like trying, that you were a writer and that you were wanting to like make a story out of it? Or did you yeah, just ask to like, follow? I was like, this would be something interesting to write about. Um, and uh, I would soon learn like that he had a bit of an ego, uh, lovely guy. Um, still friends with him. And so I think he thought it was kind of cool. Like, oh, this girl wants to write about me. Sure. And so, um, I learned so much in a very short period of time. And then I would meet up with them at various locations and I would watch again, like how the process worked. And then I wrote a, it's, um, it's, it's 34 pages. So it's too short. It's too long to be a short story, but it's obviously way too short to be a, a novel. So it's just this weird thing that's semi-autobiographical. Um, and I have let a few people read it. And one thing people say is, oh, my God, reading that gave me anxiety. And I said, that's what I was trying to do. The second thing people say is, I never thought about the business aspect of nitrous. Um, now that was back in 2009. I, the nitrous game has completely changed um, oh, from sure. what it was um, when I uh, was rolling with those kids. But after I had hung out with him for, I don't know, a month, I mean, we went a lot of places together and it was fun. And his gang just thought I was adorable. And uh, some of them were pretty rough, but they were really nice to me. Um, but the leader boss man finally told me, he was like, you know, for the first week I knew you, I thought you might be DEA. And I was like, seriously, like why? He was like, you were just like in the right place at the right time, like cute girl. It just seemed way too convenient. And I was like, I was kind of flattered. And if he had that thought, like, why would he? That's <laughs> what I said. I was like, why? Like, why would you do that then? I have a question. And mm -hmm. if you can't answer this on the podcast, it's fine. Or maybe you didn't go that deep into it. But I've always wondered about the nitrous mafia like where do they get their supply are they just like robbing dentist office or like okay. are they undercover mm -hmm. dentists or what how do they undercover dentists new on a &E. <laughs> so there are three types of nitrous there's um okay so the best is medical grade that's sure, dentist. Sure. then there's auto grade 
Um, so that's like, no, second is food grade. So like, that's what you're going to find in like whipped cream. And sure. then the third is, um, like auto grade. And so that's where most of it comes from. So like, if you have a welding shop, you have nitrous. Okay. That's where most of that comes from. Getting gotcha. medical grade nitrous is yeah, you got to know somebody. I, I mean, I've had some good gas that I that I think was good food grade gas. Um, mm -hmm. And then occasionally I'll still do a balloon or two. Uh, and I mean, recently I have had a balloon where I'm like, is this just air? <laughs> Why the fuck? What is this? Yeah. Um, so it's been interesting to see the that evolve and, and right. I'm sure will be like you don't support nitrous whatever shut right. up you know like it's fine i don't care right um but yeah it was a really interesting part of my life and i wrote some good i wrote a good story about it and i'm proud of it and, and you know i should pull it out and and uh give it a read and and uh i think i didn't move forward with it mainly because people love stories about drugs you know cocaine heroin weed but when people think about drugs they don't think about nitrous they're like is the right. thing i get at the dentist what and i just felt i was like what's the audience for this so yeah um i kind of just i wrote it and then i just stopped but it was really fun it was really it's fun. it's interesting i mean just even hearing you give like a short you know <laughs> summary of it like i mean there's so much that could have went wrong in that like you said that your friend that you let read it said that they, it gave them anxiety. It gave me anxiety just hearing you talk about it. So I can only imagine because mm -hmm. yeah. Who's to say you didn't get chopped up and murdered. I never, I never felt afraid. No, but wow. I'm also fucking crazy. So, um, <laughs> but I remember at one point this, this one new kid, like wasn't pulling the balloons fast enough after I'd been, and I got a little cocky. I don't know. It was just like, uh, 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 no, you know. So you were helping him like work the tanks and stuff too. I did one night. I did one night. And it's funny because now I'll see people and I'll start being like, uh, uh no, you're not pulling it. You know, you know, I'll start being like, you're doing it wrong. Let them know, like, hey, I know what's going on. And they're like, fuck off. Yeah, no deals. No deals. No lines. No deals, lady. No deals. No lines. But the guy is still a dear friend of mine uh um very He's good still guy. in the nitrous game he um is he has gone legit wonderful wonderful person um yeah so so everyone listening if you need a nitrous hookup <laughs> allison's gotcha <laughs> oh man that is a cool story though um yeah if you if you're comfortable sharing it, I, I won't put it out or anything, but I would like to read it. That's I'll send you the first two pages and then you can assess from there. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, Allison, I've I've enjoyed getting to know you. Thank you for taking the time uh to be on the on the podcast. And um yeah, it was cool getting to know you. Thank you. This was so fun. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having me. <laughs>